Week three of our NFL Pick'em here on Honorado and Bagnardi. A wild stretch run coming for the American League wild card bags. And your pro-pro college football playoff expansion in a little bit of limbo here. That's all ahead on Honorado and Bagnardi. What's going on, man? So pick six vodka, of course, yep. courtesy of them. We will make our predictions for week three. So we've got six each, and we're pitting them against a viewer. So that's 12. That's 18 total picks today. Will we have more picks than Zach Wilson is the question. What do you think? Boy, rough go of it in week two, but it was a rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick. We've seen that movie before, and generally it turns out the way it did for Zach Wilson. So no big shock there, but as a Jets fan, can't wait to get your perspective on what you saw from your rookie quarterback. Let's get it going here on Honorado and Bagnardi. is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Alpen House. And a new segment here to talk about on Honorado and Bagnardi as well, which we will debut sometime next week, courtesy of Professional Fire Restoration. Uh, pumped to be teamed up with DJ and his crew there. Our thanks to him for jumping on the show here, where we will do more breaking news, uh, reacting to games kind of in real time, courtesy of that rapid reaction with professional fire restoration. All right, Pegs, let's just let's just get it over with, okay? Rip the band-aid. Zach Wilson, week two, four interceptions against Belichick and the Patriots. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's frustrating because, of course, you look over to the other side and, and Mac Jones and other rookie quarterbacks having a pretty good game against him. It just feels like, man, how many times do we have to go through this with these stinking Patriots? Um, of course – they were probably still jealous that they didn't have the opportunity to get Wilson since he actually completed more passes to Patriots than uh, Mac. J no, uh, yeah. I, look, it's tough, man. It's tough, but we got to stick with the kid, you know, now, now he's got a little bit of a groin injury that they're saying is, is not going to bother him, but okay. Look, is there a groin injury that wouldn't bother you? No, a lot of other injuries you could live with a gro I can't imagine being like, well, I got a groin injury, but it's no big deal. You know, it kind of feels like the excuse if you have the terrible game, too. Like, yeah, my, my groin's just really bothering me. Because who's going to check that, you know? Um, look, what do you want me to say? We're not going to dwell on this. It's it's a, almost a week old now. But as a Jets fan, tough sitting here at 0-2 after losing to Sam Darnold and then to the New England Patriots, and your rookie quarterback is not really performed the way you'd like. I gave him a pass in week one because I said he was under pressure a lot. And that was a tough spot to be in, but still look good at times. And I felt like we were in a position to win that game. But look, let no me defend your guy for a second, because two of the interceptions were not his fault, in my opinion. J.C. Jackson makes a great play. The first interception to tip it up in the air. I get it was it was a late throw over the middle. Not ideal. Then the second interception goes through Corey Davis's hands. So I didn't have a major problem with the first two is the last two where he looked like desperation, bad reads chucking the thing down the field yeah i'll maybe give them one not not as much too they were they just weren't smart throws and and look you understand that 
as a rookie, the speed of the game is different. Where there's going to be, there needs to be a grace period here where the, you let this guy adjust to NFL football. You have yes. to be fair, and I'm certainly not giving up on that. I'm just saying, as a fan, it's it's frustrating the way this the first two games have played out. That's all. Which team are you more worried about, Jets or Giants, right now? The Jets. Okay. I think a lot of Giants fans would say their team because they they can see the reset button coming. They can see the starting over at quarterback next year. I mean, Daniel I, Jones ran all over Washington, and they're sitting it. here at one and one if they don't jump off sides in the final play of the game. So I don't know. Is that the end of the world? I think maybe Giants fans even feel like they don't have the head coach. Are you You've ready? Already? You've I mean, heard I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not ready to pull the plug on on what the Giants are trying to build just yet. It's still pretty early in the process. We like to talk about that in basketball a lot. There's a process in the NFL too, and it's still pretty early in that process for the Giants. That process didn't work for Philadelphia, the 76ers. That's for sure. Carol's with us this morning. So is Sam. Sam is our guest picker this week as well. Bags with You're going our down, NFL pick'em. You're going down. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Hey, we're, we are, I'll just reveal this now, we're 2-0 yeah. against the viewer. We'll give you the standings here in a little bit, but we're 2-0 against the viewer so far, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. And keep in mind, you know, it's a little bit of a disadvantage for us. Certainly, the viewer has to be two people, so that's their disadvantage, but they really don't, and this is where our disadvantage comes in. They really only have to tie the person who does the best, so... I mean, when you stop and look at last week, we won by we we each had we were one game better than the picker, but that just means that if one of the games for our guest picker goes yeah. the other way, they wind up tied and they end up winning it. So it comes down to one game. So yeah, that's that's an advantage for the guest. And um, Sam says talk is cheap. Come on, Sam. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll get we'll get into these in a little bit here. I'm excited about our week three picks. I'm I think I could go six and zero. You know you have please you have the ability to put up the comments as well, same as I do. Oh, sorry. You I know, but I'm holding to... uh, I'm holding the swag yeah. for the branding of the show. What do you have? You have nothing. I'm going to cover that up by my boy here, Aaron mm. Rodgers. What do we see in week two? Is this are we going to get more of week two? Aaron Rodgers the rest of the way, four touchdowns, no interceptions, or closer to what we saw week one, struggle behind an offensive line, maybe not zero touchdowns, two interceptions, but maybe more average play out of the Packers quarterback here, given all that went on in the offseason with a very uncertain future in Green Bay. What do you think we'll see more of the rest of this year, Bags? What do you think I'm going to say? The guy's the MVP of the league. Of course, the guy's the MVP. It was an overreaction what happened in week one. Although I will say, sitting there watching that Monday night game, the first half was... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, we're starting to think, okay, here. And obviously, they turned it on in the second half, as you would expect them to do. They, they are the better team. We see that a lot in football, period. You see it an awful lot in college where the better team sort of kind of goes through the mud in the first half and then they just blow the doors down in the, in the second half. A little bit of that was going on in the Monday night game. Of course, Green Bay is better. Of course, they should win. But you start to think, you know, this is a close game, a division opponent, primetime game. You know, Goff is a capable enough quarterback to lead a team to a win. But, yes, 
at the end of the day, it really wasn't in question because of that guy right there, the MVP. Uh, Aaron Jones had a good game. The, the Packers, cool. the Packers seem to be uh, correcting the ship, but I didn't know that that much needed to be corrected because it was just one game, right? One game. It was an ugly, ugly game. But yes, one game. And I said I was a little bit prepared for that week one game to be ugly because what I think a lot of fans are feeling, right? Um, the preseason now is trimmed to three games. Your stars generally don't play in any of those games anyway. So if the first month of the year is really the feeling out process, well, then you're kind of glad you've got a 17th game or you're really thankful in the Packers case that you're in the NFC North, which is a division that is not very good. Let me hit on one thing here too. Didn't take long for the Bears to go to Justin Fields, did it? I mean, yeah. I know there's a little bit of an injury with Andy Dalton, but but clearly Matt Nagy and company in Chicago understood this guy is obviously the future, but he is also our best chance to win now. Well, yeah, and also if you don't if you don't make that move, <laughs> you get the impression somebody else will come in who will because that's going to be the push from the fan base. And it, that just is the thing that makes sense. Even if, look, I mean, Zach Wilson, he's going to struggle, but he's got to be out there this year. I mean, you need that year. Yes. You know, you need all these guys, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, these rookie quarterbacks, get them out there, see what they got. Because like you said, they are the best option and they may be the future, but they're also the present. Uh, for a lot of these teams. So, yes, they absolutely have to be out there. But on the Packers, I want to ask you this. Have you seen enough or not seen enough to retire? Wow, Carol. All right, Carol. Um, do you Have you seen enough or are you concerned now? Do you – let me put it this way. Are the Packers still the biggest threat in the NFC to Tampa Bay? Or have you seen enough now maybe out of a, a Rams team or another team in the NFC to make you think and, and not enough out of the Packers to where maybe somebody has leapfrogged them? I think it's the Rams and the Niners. Yep. Um, you know, everybody looks at last year with San Francisco. I, I mean, the injuries they had, first of all, you lose Garoppolo and and I'm not a huge fan of him, but there it, that made a big difference last year not having Garoppolo healthy. You didn't have Trey Lance ready to go. Um, and then the defense, all the defensive starters, they lost bags, especially along the defensive line. That was a huge issue Sunday night. And we do the Sunday night game every week with our picks. We will do it this week. Let me just tell you right now, if you're on the Packers, don't waste your money. San Francisco has proven when healthy in the last couple of years, they are markedly better. Than Green Bay, and I, I don't think the Packers have improved enough on either side of the ball to be better than San Francisco. So, to me, it's the Rams and the Niners as the biggest threat to the Bucks. Green Bay fits third behind those two, in my opinion. Now, look, we'll see Sunday night if, if the Packers go out and they look really good against the Niners. I'll I'll eat my words happily, but at this point, man, the Niners are a better team. So you have Green Bay fourth in the NFC pecking. I do. Yes. Okay. For now. For now. Do you see more from Green Bay? You anticipate they'll win the division. Of course. Okay, so where where do you think they'll finish record-wise then compared to those other teams? Not fourth. No, no, probably okay. not fourth because they're probably, you know, 13 and 4, 
12 and five, maybe 12 and five. That's a tough schedule. Really, it, outside of the NFC North, outside of the division, it's a tough schedule. They've already got one. So I think 12 and five is, is likely. Okay. So, you know, you assume because of how good the West is, those teams will beat each other up a little bit too. At least one will finish with a worse record. So my point is, Against against some of those teams, you could be looking at a game in Green Bay. If they're home in a playoff game against the Rams or the Niners, you're still favoring Green Bay, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, because here's the thing. The, the Niners games we've seen Green Bay not perform have been played out in the Bay. You know, the right. regular season game a couple of years ago, the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, those were all in San Francisco or Santa Clara now. But yeah, th- those were road games for the Packers. At home, I would feel better about Green Bay's chances for in sure. January, give me Rodgers yeah. in the cold. Come yeah, on. Okay. Rockman says your Jets may never win a game, Bags. <laughs> well, they're going to win eventually. Um, yeah, look, they stink. But, but... They're going the right direction with the coach. I, I still believe the quarterback, despite what you know, the jokes I've made about Zach Wilson so far. What did what did you expect as a Jets fan? I, I didn't expect much. You always shoot for the moon. You always you know try to talk yourself into you know an extra game, an extra wild card playoff spot. You never know. Could we hover around five hundred, be in the conversation? I'm not saying that's out of the question, but. It's definitely a reality check the first couple weeks in, and that's okay because as long as the culture goes the right way and the team shows improvement, then you can live with it. So that still remains to be seen, but hopefully we'll we'll keep going the right direction. I think we can both agree that defense played really well for all the turnovers. That defense played really well. Our picks for week three coming up here in 15 minutes when we come back on Honorado and Bagnardi is the college football playoff expansion in trouble. It looked to be inevitable that we were at least going to eight, but really 12 was the most likely scenario. 12 teams. Is that now in jeopardy? Back right after this on Iron Rider Bag Narrative. If you're overweight, if you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreyer at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. Teams, athletes, organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. Wondering what to do now that your Philips CPAP was recalled? Dr. Frederick Dreyer has a safe and effective alternative treatment for sleep apnea. Just pop it in and get a good night's rest. Keep your quality of life. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. We work with all insurances. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shout out to our business partners on this show, Alpenhouse, of course, our title sponsor, our guys at Novice, Nick and Garrett Bernardo. We talked about professional fire restoration at the beginning of the show. Integrative Sleep Center is a new partner of ours. Our thanks to Lori over there for recognizing the show, jumping on with us as well. Marcella's, my guy, Johnny Marcella, 
Nick Madalone over at Marcellos as well. And uh, and our thanks to everybody for being part of this show here on Arado and Bagnardi on News Channel 13's Facebook and Twitter pages. And of course, Saturday nights uh, on my four as You're well. You're very likable. You're very popular in the community, very likable. And I think the more sponsors that we accumulate is just proof of that because, I mean, nobody is nobody is giving us their money because of me, you know? So I think that's really a good, it's a good indictment on your quality character. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Sam says, I can't take any compliment from you with any level of seriousness. Good. Sam says college football or greed is the name of the game. That's life. Right. I mean, I hate to be the realist here. That is life. It, everything in this world, in one way or another, revolves around money. On our previous podcast, Bags had a whole theory about what was more powerful in life, money or or something else. Um, is 12 too many, Shawnee? The college football playoff board is delaying its vote on expansion. Obviously, we're, we're at four. The current contract calls for four teams through 2025, I believe. Um, obviously, you know, look, the college football playoff board can decide we want to expand and then they deal with TV rights and stuff like that. It's not set in stone. That has to be four for the next four years. But the board is saying, let's pump the brakes. Let's hit the pause button here. Let's not jump into 12 teams right away. You want expansion as much as anybody. I'm, I'm not for it. I won't say I'm against it. I'm not for it. Um, pick one. Jeez, this is a talk show. You can't say neither. I'm I'm not for it. Okay. I like where it is with four. I would I would be willing to go, and I've said this, I'd be willing to go to six where the top two seeds get a buy. I know you don't like that. You want 12, or is 12 too many here? Too many. And because then you're you're now giving more teams a buy. I think the buy is no good. I'd rather just see it be a straight playoff. So I like eight. Eight seems yeah. to be the good, the happy medium for me, especially since once you expand to 12, you're really including teams that have no shot. And I understand you're going to tell me that even in eight, there are going to be teams that have no shot of winning of the national championship. But certainly if you add a bye to, the, to those, what becomes more of a disadvantage for those lesser teams, now they're playing even with less – rest or whatever against a, a quality team or then now you've got the quality team just sitting around and waiting and waiting to play a game. So no, I think, I think the rest should be equal, right? You don't need, you don't need a, uh, a team playing an extra game or a team waiting an extra period of time. Eight is the good number for me. I don't need the buys. So here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm awful at this. I can't quickly compute 12 to decide is there a first round buy or not? So I literally, I just drew out brackets here. Yeah. You don't need a first round buy. There are no first round buys. Well, you'd have to have a buy for the top, what, four teams or whatever. And then you have the other eight. I see what you're doing. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm but saying. You could play, but my point is you could play straight one through 12 in the first. They won't do it this way. I'm realizing that now. But you could play them straight one through 12 in the first round. You could. That would give you six games. Six teams. Yeah, and then that's two. But the problem is that you would have a bye in like the semifinal no. or somewhere weird. Yeah. See, they would start it with yeah. four teams getting a bye. So then you really you got that's stupid. So so you know what we'll you know what we'll be saying is, well, the, the top four teams, that's the real playoff. Because the rest of them that's will me. be a play in. 
That's what I'm saying. That's why yeah, 12 yeah. becomes too many. If you're going to go to 12, for me, you might as well just go to 16. Yep. At that point. And then just play it straight up. Then you've got a bracket that you're starting to rival with uh, March Madness. I mean, obviously not that many teams, but something where people have got this full bracket, they're going to be filling out. And that's fine. That's cool. And maybe that's the route you want to go. 12 or even 6, that's just a a middle number that, that doesn't do it for me. Give me give me 8 because then 16 becomes just too crazy. Eight really is that perfect number. And then you have a, a more exciting playoff. It really then, I know you're always going to have that ninth team, the 10th team that are left out, but then you really eliminate any questions of, is somebody just on the outside looking in who should get a chance to compete for the championship? When you go to eight, you never have to answer that question. And then you've got a really exciting, you know, condensed three round playoff series, a good first round with, with four probably decent games. And then you get it down to those four teams where it is now, where you have that really exciting semifinal and then national championship. So to me, that's the number. And as the conferences shrink, right, eventually you're not going to have as many. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are going to jump. So the Big 12, the Pac-12, do they simply merge? And my goodness, does the Big Ten get in on that too? I mean, it's at some point, you're not going to have as many – you're not going to have the Power Five. I don't know if it's the Power Three or what it ends up being, but if you value conference championship games, well, now we're only talking about three or maybe four conference champions that have to get in. And then you want to have space, I think, right? I mean, five or six conferences to choose from helps, but when you shrink that, I'm almost then in favor of expansion. Am I making sense here that that if there are fewer conferences, I want more teams involved because I don't want just simply the conference champ in. You're going to have this year, Sean, you could have three SEC teams that really deserve to be in the college football playoff. And if we're shrinking conferences, not the sizes of them, then I don't know. How do you get how do you get Oklahoma? and Alabama, and Georgia in from the SEC. It just doesn't feel like it's going to work unless we expand this thing. So I'm sorry, which is your argument? Do you want expansion or not? I want to expand if we're going to lose the number of power conferences. Don't you think... <laughs> what would it, what I would, hate this. What would be the, the damage to an extra round? Four to eight. And why did they try to overshoot the moon here by going to 12? I mean, money is probably the obvious answer. There it is. But why not go to eight? Why why, why such a big jump instead of the, the natural progression or even to six, right? Just go a little bit more than you have now. Because I think the problem becomes eight is not, in many people's eyes, probably a fair enough representation of the country overall that you, you, I, we don't have enough teams in here. So if we have 12, people can't say, well, this isn't a legit playoff. It's eight. It's not, it's not enough, but I'm with you eight. eight I'm, I'm writing me down for six. I want six. Eight would be my absolute ceiling would be, would be way too many. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm eight. Eight is perfect. If you go to 12, it's more about me not liking the the buys for the first four teams than it is a, than it is about too many teams. Because at that point, like I said, I would just rather see 16. Give me a four-round 
playoff thing where I can fill out a bracket and, and get in a really cool office pool. 12, it's like you're not going to do that because well, you could. Obviously, with the buys, you just you still pick it straight out. But right. 16 is, is way easier at that point. So either go all the way with that or just go to eight and give us what really probably should be the right amount of teams to, to be able to compete for a championship. Uh, let me hit some baseball notes here. Ian Anderson Wednesday night was really good for the Braves. His best start since coming back from the injured list. The Shengrad went seven innings, gave up only one run against the Diamondbacks, struck out eight. He's now eight and five with a 3-6 ERA on the season. And Atlanta's going to need that out of him if they have any chance to really advance in the postseason. That National League feels absolutely loaded, especially with San Francisco and L.A. in the West. And then everybody will forget about Milwaukee. It's a really good baseball team uh, in the Central. And the American League wildcard bags, this is going to be down to the very end, and I love it. For as exciting as Toronto is, as just a general baseball fan, man, give me Boston and New York in a wild card playoff. Yeah, man. I mean, right. If you get one game with what Cole and Sale, I mean, I don't, it, it's kind of stinks in a way that it would only be the one game to get in as opposed to those two meeting up in a playoff series. I like the one but, game. Yeah. I mean, look, it's fine. You better have it than not have it, I suppose. Um, but this, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're going to get both of them. You know, this is going to, like you said, really come down to the wire. We've got head-to-head matchups in there, which yep. is fun. So it's it'll come down to the final game, final weekend, the final series of the season. And that's what you want. So, I mean, if you're baseball, the added wild card, it's worked, right? You're celebrating that, and this is just going to be, a, um, this is going to be the way it is, right? I mean, never going back now. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, well, they will expand the playoff next year. I mean, they're going to – you're going to get what we saw in 2020 and 2022. Right. You're going to get the expanded playoff. You're going to get the DH. I think those things will kind of be tied together. I don't know when the heck we get a collective bargaining agreement, um, but you will get expanded playoff like we saw in 2020. You'll get the DH, I assume, uh, as well. So So you're – Explain to me why I'm for expanded playoffs in college football, but not in baseball. Can you explain that? Because I, I don't know. But I'm not for it in baseball. Yeah, because I think your value on the regular season and the fact that it is as long as it is, is we are determining the playoff teams here. We don't need we don't need more teams in for baseball. We've got 162 games. That should be enough to determine who the playoff teams are. Right. And I think Correct. with college football, too, it's like, there's so much emphasis on the regular season, which is great, and you don't want to devalue that. But you could have a really good team with an injury or, or a big injury or something like that where like one or two weeks things just don't yep. go the right yep. way. And yep. all of a sudden now you've got a record that is not really indicative of the kind of team you are. And, and it is something like that really enough to prevent you from being able to compete for a championship? To me, the answer is no. So that that's probably why um, – even more for expanded playoffs in college football. But baseball, man, you're right. That regular season is just so long. You've got enough time to prove yourself in the regular season. And letting more teams in than already make it feel like you're letting teams who don't deserve to be there in, which obviously you don't want to see in the postseason. We both feel, I think we do anyway, that too many teams make the hockey playoffs, too many teams make the basketball playoffs. It would feel like with baseball expanded playoffs, well, now you're letting in half the league uh, as well. Jeff Casey's with eight. I think we're all kind of the masterminds here of what the college football playoffs should do, and that is eight. 
They won't. They won't listen to us, and that's fine. That's fine. All right, when we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, our week three NFL pick them presented going down, Sam. You're going by down. Pick Six Vodka. Honorado and Bagnardi so far 2-0 and oh, to the shock of everyone, including us. Hang on. We're back right after this. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Holly and Adam and Serge and the whole crew at Saratoga Courage Distillery and Pick 6 Vodka, our sponsor here on Honorado and Bagnardi, for our weekly NFL Pick'em. And every single week, Bags, you and I will go head-to-head against a News Channel 13 viewer. And so far, can you believe it? We are two and oh. Now I'm not saying it's pretty. Okay. We're just barely over 500 here. I was four and two last week. You were four and two last week. Mm-hmm. Our viewer was two and four. Oh, okay. I and so right. we've got a little bit of a cushion here, a four game cushion, me over the viewer, which will protect us uh, potentially against the uh, end of year prize. Again, here's the deal. At random, we select a viewer each and every week. You go head-to-head with us in your picks. And if you beat us, you get some enhanced Pick 6 Vodka swag. And if you beat us, you will be entered in for the grand prize at the end of the year, which is a tailgate party uh, provided by Pick 6 Vodka. So some good stuff ahead here, and, uh, and we love having this segment as part of the show each and every single week. So good weeks for us last week, four and two, man. That's way above our skis. Doing well. Um, one more Zach Wilson. This is his favorite vodka, right? Okay, I'm done. Um, all right, you want me to go here? Washington at the Bills. All right, so go the ahead, Bills man. are favored by nine and a half points at home. It's a yep. big number. They steamrolled the Dolphins after the week one loss to the Steelers. I couldn't have been more wrong in that game. I thought Miami I at home. I think the Dolphins are a better team. I understand Tua got hurt. It wouldn't right. have mattered. No. Give me the football team to cover here. I like mm. Buffalo to win the game at home. It's too big a number for me. Washington's defense is decent enough where they're going to they're gonna hang around in this game. Um, I see this as more of a, a bruising battle for Buffalo. They're going to hang on and win. They're going to be okay. But I'm taking the football team to cover the spread. I got the football team as well, Bags. Give me the nine and a half points. 
Defense is really good. Bills at home, I'm a little worried that that crowd is going to be fired up. But I, I like the defense of Washington. I think they do just enough offensively to hang in this game. Not going to win, but to hang in this game. And here's a quick opportunity for Sam in the 1 o'clock window to pick up a game uh, on us here on Honorado and Bagnari. This, yeah. would, this, this, would, this would put us behind him very quickly. This is, a, this is a scary one, too, because of how quickly the Bills can score points, right? I mean, if they're yeah. right yeah. and Josh Allen's back there slinging that thing, th- this can go south on us in a hurry on Sunday <laughs> because they could put up one, two scores in a row on, on consecutive drives, and it's like – Okay, they're, they're going to be just fine, and and they're not going to be able to. It's like it's funny on paper, doesn't around ten points kind of feel like a lot? But then when you're watching the game, I know. <laughs> how quickly it can evaporate, right? Like we had Tampa Bay on a big spread last week, and it's like, yep. oh, boy, I don't know. And then, yeah, no big deal for them. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah that was a twelve and a half point number. Um, and again, we, I, I don't know Sean's picks ahead of time. He doesn't know mine. And Sean and I are seeing Sam's picks for the first time as we do this show. So it'll be, I love reacting to where the opportunities are for us to pick up ground or, or maybe even the viewer Falcons and giants, couple of and two teams bags. This is just a home team number. You kind of get three in a lot of people's eyes, although you hear it argued in Vegas that maybe with the NFL, the way it is, it's down to two. So Vegas does the giants minus three and a half. I've watched a lot of the Falcons the last, the first two weeks here and, course that tampa game was atlanta as well where the bucks ended up blowing them out in the second half you said it giants should have won thursday night yeah this is not a bad football team they're going to win enough games to be in the conversation for the nfc east and so if that's true and if i believe it then this is a game they have to win so i'm on the giants here to obviously cover and win we're all on the Giants. All right. But this, yeah, not much different to say for me than what you just said. This was the only game as I went through making the picks that I skipped it and said, so I'm going to come back to that one mm. at the end. And then I went through all the other ones without, um, I don't want to say without thinking about it, but, but this was the one I really had to marinate on and come back to because of that number, because of the, the half, right? The three and a half. I was like, boy. Three at home, but you're right. They're not a bad football team, and Daniel Jones, he's gonna be able to do a little bit on the ground, I think, in this game, and th- they'll be okay to win. It's just a question of can they get over that half point for me, right? But yes, Sam's on it. You were on it. It's a must win for the Giants. I don't, I don't know that they're gonna be in the conversation to win the division, like you just said, but maybe to compete for a wild card spot. But either way. The argument's the same. If they're going to be in any kind of discussion come playoff time, this is one they've got to yep. have. Yep. So that being said, at home, give me just enough to cover that spread. Maybe they they win by six. Okay. All right. Next game for us here, Shawnee, we will get to the Jets, but this is a 1 o'clock window game as well. And maybe one of the best games of the – well, certainly one of the best games of the day here. Chargers and Chiefs, Kansas City at home. Coming off a Sunday night loss to the Ravens, wild game, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Just said it. You just said it. At home, coming off a loss. They are going to bounce back in a big way against a team that is good, okay, a division opponent, which I normally think are going to be tighter games, so sometimes the spread can scare me on these. No. 
the, the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. This is the kind of game where a championship caliber team reasserts itself. They come home. They Not that they need to right the ship, but coming off of a loss, it's that bounce back win. This is what we see good teams do. They don't let a loss become a losing streak. They bounce back in a big way. And at home, I like them by at least a touchdown. So I took the Chiefs in this one. We're all on the Chiefs here. All right. So, so far, only this one little bit of difference a here. Of, a lot of importance now. No doubt about it. We're all on Kansas City to cover, win by at least uh, a touchdown or seven, I should say. And and I think that's the smartest play here. I'm with you on everything you said. Mahomes doesn't lose in the month of December. Yeah, we saw it last week. Except but now. my guess is they will be, yeah, they will come out. Look, I think. L.A. will will be able to score, but I'm going to put Kansas City in the high 30s, low 40s in this game, I, I think. And that that will be tough for the Chargers to keep up with, in in my opinion. Don't you still want to call them San Diego? I know. I, I really, yeah, I literally. I, I might have just done it. I don't, I don't know, know, but I, I was pretty darn close. I just stuck with L.A. <laughs> instead of going San Diego. Um, Jets and Broncos here bags Denver. The home team. Now, it's, I, I thought it was interesting. You said you skipped over the Falcons-Giants game on your first pass through in, in making picks. Um, this is one I skipped over probably okay. a couple of times and went back to it. And then I thought, you know what? No Bradley Chubb. That's another pass rusher that that is not going to be part of this defensive scheme and and giving Zach Wilson some issues. And then I just looked at the number overall and I thought, the Jets' defense is good, and it played well against the Patriots despite the short fields, despite the limited time on the bench to rest in between pos- possessions because of turnovers. Ten and a half is too big for me in this game. I- I'm I'm going with I'm going with the Jets. Oh boy! Ooh, I was a little surprised, Sam, on the Jets on this one, but yeah. Now I'd like to change my pick, but I'm going to stick. With, I'm, I'm sticking with the Jets. Give me the 10 and a half. That's that's too many points for me early on. Well, this, this, is, another one is, good where, this is another one where a 10 and a half point spread can, can disappear pretty quickly. <clears throat> um, they were bad. They were they were bad. Zach Wilson was bad against yep. New England. Yep. Denver, I haven't, I don't know. And like I I don't They're think two and oh about Denver. They're two and oh, but I don't know if that is a I don't know how good they really are yet. And maybe this is just a mistake, uh, an early season mistake where they are better than I think maybe they could be. But that's it. Jeff Casey is on it right here for us. Ten and a half is just too high of a number because of the Jets defense. I like Zach Wilson too. Look, he's going to have something to prove a little bit coming off that last game where at least you expect him to put a, a point of emphasis on taking care of the football. So even if he doesn't have a great game, if he just takes care of the ball a little bit better, you know, and doesn't put Denver in such a good position to score, then you then you can rely on your defense a little bit more to just kind of keep it close enough. I would pick the Broncos to win the game, but the spread is where the difference was made up for me in this pick to be on my New York Jets. Yeah, I'm with you. Denver to win the game, but uh, and look, we haven't mentioned it yet. We probably should have before now, but you know, playing at that altitude is is generally a, a challenge. You've heard teams say it, and 
I don't know what the weather's going to be. Is it is it humid in Denver? Um, does that add to some of the the difficulty with being at at an altitude for these guys in the Jets? I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Bucks Rams best game of the day. Bags. Well, it's maybe even. best game of the day. It's even. So even. This is a no brainer, right? Not this for me. A- I mean, look. You want me to go first on this one? I, I want you to go first. Yeah. Okay. I, I did. I pick the Rams to win the division. I can't remember. I don't think I did, did, but did I? I think you did. Okay. Either yeah. way, I've got them in the playoffs. And yeah. I like I know I picked them to reach the Super Bowl. So you know I like the Rams. Where are you going uh, with this? They're at home. Uh-huh. At some point, the Bucs are gonna drop one. They're not going undefeated. Mm-hmm. And so if they're going to lose a game, doesn't it stand to make some sense that it would happen on the road against a division opponent? Not, not division. But you sorry, you, yeah, not a division. Right. You, but you picked Tampa, right? You're just setting us on up. The Rams. Ooh, I thought you were doing a whole setup here. Okay. No, man, this is a pick'em game. The spread was even at the times of these picks. Mm. I'm on the Rams to win the game. Okay. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. Um, the Rams kind of got away with one a little bit last week. I, Tampa Bay is a team you do not pick against because they have Tom Brady. How many times do we have to go through this, Chris? How many, how many year after year, week after week, I've got to explain to you that you don't pick against Tom Brady. You just don't do it. So for you, especially in a in a pick 'em game, there's no point spread here. You just you just need the Bucks to win. You just need Tom Brady to go out and win a game yeah. against a team that, yes, everything you said is true. They're better than. They're better. They're the best team in the NFC, right? You'd predict mm-hmm. them to win this to come out of the NFC and at least be in the Super Bowl, correct? Not me. Yeah. If you're wrong, I'm taking the Buccaneers. And Sam, Sam and I are, are really in tune here on this pick, and I like that. Yeah, we'll we'll recap all this, but not a lot of opportunity here for any of us to make up some real ground. This is one for me. This would be one for me. I will be locked in 425 Sunday for Rams Bucks for sure. I got this. Go ahead. Stand by. There we go. Yeah. Three. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Every time we have the Bucks involved in our pick six pick them, you are going to pick Tampa Bay? Probably. I mean, look, you got to look at the point spread in some of these games. But if you give me just a pick them for Tom Brady to go out there and win a ball game, yeah. I mean, they're my Super Bowl champion pick. So why would I pick against them if I think they're the best team in the league and it's a situation where it's it's an even kind of thing, right? I mean, that that's got to be a no-brainer. I'm not saying I'll never pick against them because of the point spread. And, you know, some team is obviously going to cover against them uh, in, in Tampa this year. And like you said, they're not going to go undefeated. So it's about picking that game. And I, and I get it why you would think the Rams of any team would be the one that you want to pick for them to drop, especially on the road. They're going to win the game. Sunday Nighter on News Channel 13. You Go know ahead. I have a Take major. You know Take I have a major dilemma. Well, no, I'll let you start here, but I, oh. you know, I have a major dilemma on my hands. 
The alarm oh, right. Monday morning will probably be set for two o'clock. But you so can't go to you can't yeah. go to bed. You have you have to watch this game. Correct. You have to watch. So I'm up till eleven fifteen. Alarm yeah. goes off at two. So for anybody who doesn't know, and congrats to you on this, my friend. Chris is about to become the new morning show anchor at News Channel 13. So starting on Monday, yeah, you can see this beautiful man from 5 to 7 every morning on News Got Channel it. 13 with his, his new co-anchor, Faith King, who we brought in. I think it's going to be a good team and a great show. But you're right. Day one, this is way too early of a turnaround for you because you can't go to bed early you can't record the game and try to watch it later not going to survive the whole day i did think about that if i'm if i'm done and i can get home by noon can i avoid the game probably not the score can i avoid the fight probably not well you gotta watch it maybe but you gotta watch it it's too it's too good of a game it's too big of a game yep Um, i've already told our news director don't expect anything good out of me on day one that's good. That's even a good first impression. Be completely exhausted. Right. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. By the way, Faith, quick story. Your your new co-anchor. She asked me yesterday if I'm from New York City. And I said, mm. no, I'm, I grew up in the capital region. I said, how come? She said, well, you kind of sound like you have a little accent. And also, you seem a little bit New York-y to me. And I was like, what do you mean? Kind of like, like an a-hole? And she was like, yeah. So, wow. you, so you and Faith are going to really get along well. And of course, it was all said in good fun. But um, so this is more about attitude, yeah. assuming you're from New York, than like worldly no. style. No, like you're kind of like the abrasive. You're a little maybe abrasive. I'm starting Jeez. to think. Do I, do I come off a little? Yes. A little jerky. Yeah. <laughs> I should evaluate myself. Yeah, I would say uh, Faith's a good judge of character. Okay, you're gonna be up. You're gonna be up late, and you got to get up early. Will you pick the game, please? I've already told you how I feel, probably early on in the show, right? That I just don't. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a doing? it's a small number. It is. And I've I've seen this before. I've gone into these games before this particular matchup, played in this exact stadium, and I've thought Packers have a chance. They should win this game. And they lose by two scores. Okay. So for me, when I, when I saw three and a half, I thought this is a no brainer for me. San Francisco right now is is going to be a better team. That defense is. I I, I got a feeling Rogers is going to have some real trouble with that defense. The Packers' offensive line is not completely healthy. Okay. I think the pass rush is going to get to Rogers. You're not going to throw four touchdowns. Aaron Jones isn't going to score four touchdowns. Three and a half, man. You, you tell me that the Niners win by a touchdown. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they win by a touchdown either, but here's what this came down to for me. You're giving me Aaron Rodgers and points. Yes. That's, that's a pretty good deal. They can win the game, and I'm in the clear. And if they lose – by a field goal, I still win. So I get Aaron Rodgers and I get a little padding in this game. To me, it's a no-brainer. I've got the Packers still better than the 49ers in the NFC. Look, San Francisco's good. They're at home. They can go out and win by a touchdown. There's there's no question about that. But Aaron Rodgers and points, I love it. Give, give me that 
just about any game because this guy could go out there and they could win this game by 10 points. And I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be and shocked. He's, he's going to play the entire year with this a chip on me- his shoulder. with this media chip on, right? I mean, for the most part, his career was a chip on his shoulder because nobody wanted him. Yeah. Now the narrative is, you know, the media, he now has this chip on his shoulder because of, of things that were said about him in the offseason, but certainly after the week one performance. Like, you know, the suggestion that is he throwing the season on purpose just to try to screw over the Packers? And, and my argument has been that would be doing Green Bay a favor. You're giving them a, a top pick potentially to to make the team even better. No, if, if he wanted to really job Green Bay, it would be, you know, a 7-10 and 10 season or something like that. So he's going to play with his chi- a chip on his shoulder. He's going to play at a very high level, I believe, all year long. But at this point for me, San Francisco is just a little bit of a better team. Do you did you have Green Bay in the championship NFC championship game? I did. Okay. I did. If they lose this game and they don't look very good doing it, yeah, they're sitting at one and two. Yeah. Will that change your opinion on that, or you think no because it's yet division? Okay. Because so- as you hinted at earlier in the show, you know the idea is they may stack some wins just because they're playing in a in an inferior division. Okay. So you get home field in the playoffs. Then I start. If this game, let me answer this better. If this game's in Green Bay, I'm taking the Packers. Okay. Night game at Lambeau, I will take the Packers to cover. Let's just assume they flip the number three and a half. Okay. Done. I wouldn't even thought much about it. I would have taken the, but on the road, I've, I've seen it before. Niners at home. Give me the Niners. Let me ask you this. This is a sort of a bigger question to it if we were in the same exact game the playoffs start this week yeah okay just what we've seen in two weeks and obviously it's going to be a lot different come playoff time this is a playoff game in Mm -hmm. san francisco Mm -hmm. does that change if you're taking aaron Rodgers or not niners okay boy that's hard for me to believe not that not that he's not going to go out and they're they're not going to go out and give it their all in a in a prime time game but like it's, it's probably almost the same thing in terms of the approach. It's not like if it's a playoff game, they're going to try to lose it less. Like, no. But I don't know, man. It's Aaron Rodgers, and I just – there's something about him in a big spot, too, that you, you got to go You got to go with the Packers. I can't believe you picked against your own team here. This is crazy. This is crazy. Right, quick look at week three here. Uh, Sam – with the advantage in the Buffalo-Washington game, if you want to view it that way. Somebody on an island. But look at me, though, at the end. After we go three games straight, everybody on the Giants, Chiefs, and Jets. Right. I got an opportunity with the Rams and the Niners. Or, you want to look at it the other way, vice versa, you and Sam with a chance to to knock me down a bit. But, but really, Bags, if we're in the interest of protecting our pick six swag, we got to root for Honorado here. No question about it. Um, I'm in a position where, well, here's the thing. If Washington covers that spread against Buffalo, we win. Because no matter what happens, I will finish one game better than Sam. So, so that, so that, so that is another situation there 
where uh, we're we're going to be locked in because Sam is so smart that he picked in line with me. I so, didn't think of it. So let me. Yeah, you're right. So honestly, after Bill's football team, we will know whether or not the viewer has beaten us, or at least you, at me. Right. Yeah. If, he, if, he, okay. if they win that game, he knocks me off instantly. And now it comes down to those two other games that you have on the bottom there. It'll come down to the Rams and Niners for us. So then we're going to have to be really team Honorado. But you're right. I mean, you picked Washington, too. So we got to be team Honorado all the way here. Um, and if and Washington, Sam is in a great position if the Bills win that game and cover the spread there. But he's immediately out if they don't. You know what I need? I need the Rams to cover, take care of business, and not have that San Francisco Green Bay game matter. That's what I need. Because then I can freely root for, and I will anyway. I'll be happy to, I'll deliver the pick six stuff to Sam if the Packers win. Yeah, but hold on. If if Washington does not take care of business for us, Sam's a game up. And now the Rams would only bring it back to a tie. So then that game really would matter. Yeah. But uh, you know, you know, I'll root for the Green Bay over, over yeah. protecting the pick six swag. You know that. Yeah. All right. When we come back here uh, on Honorado and Bagnardi, um, a, a funny thing that happened in Major League Baseball middle of the week. Want to get your reaction to it, Bags? Don't know that you've seen it. We'll show you a first pitch that was just dreadful. Teams, athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose claim your crown your quality of sleep can have a huge impact on your health and your relationship Get your life back with a game changer in sleep apnea treatment. A custom fit mouthpiece from Dr. Frederick Dreyer. It stops snoring instantly. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you. Providing essential appliances that families depend on. For cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day. Like we have been since 1957. Helping you make the right choice with Trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Jenner, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Bags, in the final four minutes or so that we have on today's show, let me throw up some quick comments here. Carol says, before we run out of time, break a leg. Thank you, Carol. Yeah, definitely some adjustment on the time. You think you'll need a nap? Ooh, I'm going to need a nap in a big, big way. All right, Bags, did you see middle of the week uh, a first pitch that went horribly, horribly wrong? And a lot of times it just kind of happens this way when you add celebrities to the mix. This is Connor McGregor, Wrigley Field, courtesy of marquee i mean look at the look at the first pitch i mean look out he might be right-handed the way he threw that with the left (laughs) well we got a few things working here it's the suit that's maybe the real problem it's a little tight yeah it's a little tight although you know he is a fit individual so 
you know, it's hard to get a suit that that still looks good that's not tight, right? If you're if you're ripped like that. Yeah, and I'm not saying he the suit doesn't look good. Suit looks good, but not what you want for a tire to throw out a first pitch. I think also there too what you run into a lot of times. You're going to blame the suit on that throw. Unbelievable. I mean, that is partially. I also think when you are maybe a little too muscle bound, uh, you don't have the dexterity and flexibility to throw out to to throw anything. Right. And we hear about all the time. That's not worse than uh, 50 cent at the Mets. Right. Remember no, that? Well, he had one that because he didn't even look like he knew how to throw a baseball. <laughs> right, right? right. I mean, at least that was uh, somewhat his little weird kind of sidearm, but somewhat of a normal throwing motion. Whereas 50 cents was just absurd. Uh, best first pitch ever. It's got to be Bush after 9-11, right? Standing on the mound at Yankee Stadium with a bullpen vest on. Throws a perfect strike. You're never gonna, top, never gonna top that. Never. But there have been so many incredible worse yes. pitches, terrible first pitches that it's hard to rank which one is the worst. But man, Conor it's, it's just, down to two. You can't it's get the, in the conversation. I mean, that's it's bad. the 50 cent first pitch. Yeah. And I forget his name at the time, but he was the mayor of Cincinnati, threw out a first pitch at a Reds game. Those two, <laughs> those are the two worst I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good it, that that is that's not a good look for Connor, but it's uh, not quite as bad as what we've seen out of him lately in the uh, in the ring. Is it a ring? Is it an octagon? It's an octagon. It. Yeah, the octagon. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge Connor McGregor fan. Me neither. So watching him airmail one like that, it's not the worst thing I've seen. But I, I did see that, and that is that's just not a good look. Period. By the way, can we before we get out of here, Go ahead. Sam? This is the beauty of sports. I'll say gambling, right? He is a, a Jets fan now, rooting for the Bills <laughs> and Tom Brady. Like, how often do things like that come about through either betting on sports or fantasy sports, which is betting on sports? And it's like you wind up in these weird situations as a fan you never thought you'd be in. That's the beauty of it, though. That's why we're here. That's the biggest thing, man. Fantasy sports used to make me crazy rooting for a guy on a team. The Packers were playing like, hey, I need George Kittle to have a big Sunday night, but I obviously want the Packers to win. It's That's why I don't do it. I can't do it. I'm with I you, man. Do it. And you know what? A pick six thing like this, at least I can always ride, ride or die with my Jets as bad as they might be. I still have the choice to pick them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, on the News Channel 13 Facebook and Twitter page, as well as on my four. We'll see you next week.